0: Brace yourselves, winter is coming. What the writers of games, uh, Game of Thrones didn't want to tell you is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. Poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or hair trimmer. Not sure what you want as a gift for the holidays? Well, Manscaped is the ultimate gift, and they're here to change the men's grooming game. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0. The Performance Package 4.0 is the best in the business. This hygiene bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker, Boxers, Travel Kit, and Liquid Formulations. The new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts, and even has a light to help with your close shave down there. No need to have a red wedding situation next time you're going for a trim the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer can help you whack those nasty weeds in your delicate holes this product also has proprietary skin safe technology to help prevent nicks snags and tugs the performance package also includes crop preserver it's the for your balls to protect against chafing also their crop reviver ball toner will keep your boys fresh at all times maybe you're on the other side of the wall and you don't know when your next shower is no worries the crop mop ball wipes are for you. Have smelly feet? Manscaped can help with their foot duster foot deodorant made to fight odors of the dirtiest feet. Want to smell good everywhere? The refined cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scented designed for the refined gentleman. On top of everything, they've even thrown in the shed travel bag to carry your goods and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs to hold the entire package together. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code unfiltered 20 at manscaped.com. During the winter, you may be spending more time inside with your balls. Might as well make them beautiful. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code unfiltered 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code unfiltered 20 It's time to join the Manscaped movement. These podcast products are snow joke. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 219. I'm your host, Blaine putt and I'm joined now by my co-hosts, Matt Smith. Good evening. And Treg Wilson. Hello. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022 to all our listeners. And it is great to be here with both of you guys uh, to kick off
1: the new year. Happy to be here. Finally, nice to have uh, the three of us together for a show.
2: Yeah, yeah, I took a a little sabbatical over the holidays just to, you know, rest and relax and uh, it's good to be all back together.
0: Yeah, it's been, uh, we took a little bit of a week off there uh, for our listeners who were looking for new shows. We didn't have anything for the last week, but we're here now and we are ready to roll. So it's 2022. um, Just for those of you who listen to us, that might be about our vintage not not Matt's, I'm talking about Treggs and myself. <laughs> um, these songs are now 30 years old, so if you're an 80s and 90s kid, <laughs> you're gonna love this. Uh, Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers and Friday I'm in Love by The Cure turned 30 this year.
2: Wasn't it
1: I think the first time I heard my uh my brother's voice crack he was singing under the bridge <laughs> just be honest.
2: Was, he, was he trying to hit the high notes there in the chorus there I know
1: that he still can't sing other side he's fucking brutal <laughs> just be glad he wasn't trying to be flea and running around the house naked oh,
2: shaking his Jesus. junk at you yeah. or wearing a sock on his junk while he runs
1: around if he's polite yeah uh, <laughs> if you're listening Marty it's a toe sock <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why is it so crunchy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll just dive right into it. There, there is quite a bit of news, despite everything being kind of paused at the moment. So the Canadians extended their pause this morning. As we record, it's Wednesday, the 6th of January. Uh, today was supposed to be the end of the Canadians COVID pause, but they extended it to the 8th of January, which means if it were to be lifted on the 8th, they will practice on the Sunday coming. So, fingers crossed, especially considering they have a game on Wednesday against the Bruins, which was supposed to be a home game. They just moved it to Boston so they can get fans. Um, currently, the Canadians have 16 out on the COVID list and about 23 players altogether injured or on the COVID protocol list. That's insane. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're only allowed 23 players on a roster.
1: Yeah, Team so, COVID yeah yeah it's it's insane like we we've talked about all year the amount of injuries that this team has had and then it's you know play on play on now it's a whole other it's a whole other thing and and now it's uh with the covid and everything like that and the players being put on protocol and it's still the same thing play on play on and now some of those players are on the list like cam hellas who started the year in Trois Rivières is now on COVID list after playing a couple games with the Canadians or playing one game with the Canadians.
2: Well, I, what it doesn't make sense to me is they're canceling other games with yes. only three or four people on the team with COVID. That's right. And then Montreal has 16 players, yeah, literally playing on protocol. They have two go both Allen and Mondebo are in COVID. Yeah. Uh, Primo's in COVID.
1: Yeah. And if, uh, uh, so I
2: mean, if they if, play, and they're not back, you're playing McNevin.
1: If you're Michael McNevin, you're still probably not going to play. They'll probably play Kevin <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's not a knock on, on McNevin. We we think he's a fantastic goalie, but this organization doesn't seem to think as fans. highly of him as we do. Well, maybe his remarks at the first of the season were, had something
2: to do with it. Well, very well, yeah. Just saying
1: just say
0: uh yeah yeah so i mean they played in florida they were they were they were told hey just get this game done and then you can go on your break yeah they were already down there they already yeah. had the uh the 20 yard Lyon already <laughs> already dressed and ready pretty to much. go i mean it's it's pretty impressive hill is come, uh, being called up from the echl and then he, there he is lined up against one of the premier two-way centers in the in the league in Barkov and yeah, he won a few of the face-offs so good for him
1: you know what it's good it's good exposure for these young guys it's just that you like to see them mixed in with NHL caliber players to see yep. what they can bring when they're called up and right now it's it's an AHL line so yeah. yes you're seeing what they're what they're bringing but you're not seeing them matched up against the third and fourth lines, you're seeing them matched up against the top six of some of the better teams in the league. You know, the last three games they played, those are three of the best teams in the league points wise right now. And well, they almost seen- beat Tampa. Well, they should and, and they and they should have yeah. beat Tampa exactly. Yeah,
0: but you, you got to look at the players in a microcosm. You you're watching them in their individual play, seeing yeah. how they react, how they how they adjust. Uh, you know that in some cases they're just not going to be good enough because sometimes it's a a third line or with lack of with very little experience going up against someone like a Stamkos. You, you just much, know yeah. that yep. they're going to you know. So you got to watch what they're doing. So, but at the same time, this gives Gordon an amazing opportunity to basically assess the entirety of the yep. Canadian system. Yep. yep. Because well, I be- they pretty much played everybody except for the uh, uh, the CHL call-ups.
1: Yeah, which is, which they're, there's, if the games continued to play, like uh, as we're recording tonight, I believe they were supposed to play the Leafs. Yeah. And um, it was getting very, very, very close that we might have seen uh, a Jan Mishek, uh brought up or uh, a Hoolie. Hoolie or something like that.
0: And if you follow uh, cap-friendly transactions... You'll note that prior to the Florida game, uh, Ghouli and Mishak were both brought up onto the emergency call list. It was a paper transaction because they didn't actually fly down, but they were still there just on the off chance.
1: Yeah. Uh
2: I mean, you mentioned Gordon there and how he can assess, he can assess his players and what he has in the system, but I don't understand. He can't really assess the team. That's what he's going no. to have it hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Like they're, they're going to come into a season near the end where they're going to have to be like, are we rebuilding or are we retooling or what are we doing here? How far away are we from being where we need to be? Do we need a full rebuild and say, fuck it. We'll start from scratch. Let's go. Or do we just need to add, Change the way the defense is a little bit and then add a player here or there. It's hard to assess that when from day one, you kind of really haven't had your actual team. It's Uh, been
1: like that the entire season. Bergerman never had the entire team, right? So, so.
2: How can you assess, How can he assess what he needs to do in the offseason? I mean, yeah. I personally think a rebuilds on the table, but uh, yeah.
0: that that could be a show in itself. I think uh, that's true. Th- that's true. I think we yeah. can have a we can add that with a a GM search show, but yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go back to uh, the news around the team. So we talked about the pause. Um, Logan Mayu has been reinstated uh, as of January first. He is back. On the active roster for the London Knights, according to the OHL and its uh, its health professionals, he has he has met all the requirements that the league in the OHL has placed for him uh, to be able to play again. Um, so uh, he's supposed to play on the seventh of January with London. Um, so now it kind of comes down to everything that this kid did. All the illegal activity, the criminality that he has, he has to put that behind him now and prove he is worthy of a second chance.
1: Yeah, and that's just not on the ice either. Um, he's got to continue down the path that he's been going that obviously made it, made it apparent to the uh, OHL committees and the CHL that he's ready to take that next step and yeah. be reinstated. Um, He can score a hat trick a game if he wants to, it's not going to matter if he, if he continues, if he, if he gets back into the path that got him into this trouble and to begin with,
0: well, he has to do both. He has to play well on the ice and he has to prove himself off the ice. If he wants to have any hope at all of signing a contract and no, the Canadians will not be renouncing that pick because you're just basically, you're making the matters worse. Because yeah, they they bought into this whole we're going to rehabilitate him, and if you just yeah. renounce the pick now, you're basically shooting your own That's your, right. yourself in the foot.
1: That's right. And it's it's going to be really interesting to see what he's going to what he's going to bring to the table when he uh, when he joins the Knights roster. Kid yeah. hasn't played in a long time. He the last games that he played, he played for uh, he played in Sweden. He's so been it's been going to be. Heard, out, and... I think
2: he's been working out, I believe, with a university team or one of those. He's been lines, skating with life. them in line rushes at practice every single day so but he uh i truly believe the ohl suspension they already knew they were going to reinstate him because everything that they asked him to do he was doing from the start anyway yeah Uh, he was doing even before he as soon as he got back to london even before he was drafted the hunter brothers had him into a program they they actually london was doing exactly what they should have been doing Uh, And then Montreal came and they took over. And so from that, you had, uh, you know, uh, him doing really pretty much everything the OHL said in their statement he needed to do. And I think that was kind of a canned statement by the OHL. They were like, we're suspending you, but if you do all this, we'll we'll reinstate you knowing full well that he was already doing it anyway. Um, With Mayu, now you gotta, you gotta move away from what he did And I'm not going to call it a mistake because I don't think it was a mistake. Uh, It was a lack of better judgment maybe, but it wasn't a mistake. Mistake infers that you really didn't know what you were doing and he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, And look at the kid as, as a skill. You know, you got to look at his skills and you got to look at his talent. Uh, You got to move away from the rest of it. Uh, He's supposed to have the talent. He's supposed to have the skill that he could be a top four defenseman in the NHL. Um, uh most uh, uh draft boards had them anywhere as high as 15 and as low as 27 i'm going to say before the incident and after the incident they had him right off the board um i'm not going to talk about the other shit anymore because it's already been talked to death so i'm just going to go on about this guy's skill and what this guy could bring the canadians if he comes back the same way he did when he left you're going to get a pretty good puck moving uh heavy hitting Uh, good skating um, defenseman who has a IQ both in the offense and the defensive zone and uh, if that's the case it's the type of hockey player that I think Jeff type of defenseman I think Jeff Gordon's going to want on his blue line Uh, I think you're going to see a change from the stay-at-home defenseman type uh, Mark Bergevin type defenseman and move into the Good puck moving two way defenseman that uh I think Gorton's got with speed and uh uh puck skills.
1: Who would now, you say? Who would you say that he would compare it to Logan Mayu? Yeah, if you're talking about kind of a heavy hitting, smooth skating, um, off you know, two way defenseman
2: on the Canadians,
1: no, it's just or in anything. general, in general, maybe a Latang, yeah, maybe. Not
2: maybe not as highly as skilled, but maybe oh,
1: I kind of look tough, at him. I kind of I, I look at him as kind of like a Jacob Truba, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah.
2: I think he's a better skater than Jacob Truba, is. but he's that style, yeah, yeah. I look at Caden Gooley as more of a well, I guess Truba got some offense to him too, though, so I guess I, I can't take that away from him. Dare yeah. I say a Tony D'Angelo? <clears throat> Nah. If, if, well, if you just look at skill if you just look at skill like like tony's an asshole yeah but he, he's not a, he, he's not a physical player yeah that's true that's true yeah
0: that's true he only yells so. obscenities from behind referees
2: <laughs> at his <laughs> own goalie at his own goalie or punches yeah, yeah. him uh
0: but yeah. uh back to to Mayu and uh the london knights i mean london was setting itself up to give this kid more of an opening or ice time. They knew he was going to come back. They traded, uh, what's the kid's name? Ben Roger. He was the Ottawa draft pick from last year. Uh, he was their top line right-handed defenseman. They traded him to Kingston, m- making space for Mayu's return. So he f- he fits into the Hunter brothers' plans on the ice. They They watch him every practice. They know what he's capable of. So uh, I think he's going to have every opportunity to prove himself on the ice. If he does that and he follows whatever plan that was laid out for him, I would assume that by the time summer rolls around, he will be signed. There will be a massive uproar.
1: Of course there will be.
0: (laughs) There's going to be problems, but um, this is, this is the legacy that was left behind. By the last management team okay. and the current one i don't think is going to uh offload this prospect just yet they might trade him down
2: the road but skill wise he's a good pick i'm sorry to say like i, I people don't want to hear that because they only think of the one thing but skill wise it was a steal at 31
1: and he really. was gonna he would have got picked on day two we already know this he would have been picked yeah. the, somebody would have took him in the second round
2: I don't think Montreal should let me get this off. I don't think they should have drafted him. No, no, like they shouldn't
1: have. They shouldn't. I don't
2: think. I don't think he should have been drafted. He asked not to be drafted. Everyone should have not drafted him, and then he could have waited to the next year, whatever. I mean, However, it's done. What's done is done. You got to look by it, and you know nothing's going to change. They're not getting rid of him. They're not whatever. Like what Blaine just said. Now we got to look at it. Move past. I mean, if people can get over Patrick Kane. People can get over uh, Logan Mayu.
1: Agreed.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, it it just seemed like uh, Timmons and company were uh, were galaxy braining this, saying, hey, here's a kid who should have gone a lot higher, but he slid down here because of whatever. Yeah, let's take the heat so we can get the better prospect, which is fine. But at the same time, I agree they should not have picked him after asking not to be picked. I mean, Nolan Allen was sitting right there. They could have picked him. Chicago took him right after um, another defenseman, albeit left-handed. But these are the these are the options they had. It's not like
2: you know, it would have just been easier. It was a thirty-first pick. It's not like they were picking, you know, twentieth or somewhere down the line. Where yeah, you know, it was a thirty-one pick. It's almost a second-round pick anyway. You could have went with uh, I don't I forget who the Canadians first pick Riley Kidney was he the next pick they had or uh,
1: uh, uh you're not so? sure let me ch- just it was. check it was
2: I'm pretty sure it was Riley Kidney they could have went with Riley Kidney at 31 they were picking him anyway next so
0: yeah know. they could have
2: or whoever got picked in the top five of the the second round they could have picked any one of those players and they still would have got a pretty good player that's right maybe. who knows
0: still. They could have picked uh, Antu Ratti, a centerman that uh, the Islanders picked up. I mean, they could have had a bunch of other picks. But the pick was made. That's who the uh, the Canadians have. That's what they have to deal with. He is back on the London Knights roster. We're going to see what he can do. And if he can, he can perform on and off the ice the way he's supposed to. And we'll see what happens this summer. <clears throat> Which I also think has a lot to do with how Jordan Harris, how that plays out.
1: Yeah. And it seems that um, Gordon's going to be down in the states, or he might already be in the states, and he's going to be evaluating some of that uh, college talent that the Canadians have in their system. There's quite a bit. There is,
2: and, and according to Pierre LeBrun, uh, it may not. He may Harris may not want to come back. However, LeBrun's kind of thing was a little bit flippy floppy in one sentence he's saying he may not want to come back he might want to go to the home team boston he doesn't have to resign in the summer however with the new management and the new everything else he may have changed his mind to so it was kind of a
0: yeah that's been that's been I the, want, the i don't want the to trope. say a click
2: a clickbait twitter post but it was yeah. kind of a is but this that, really happy you know
0: that's been the trope that's been repeated ad nauseum now will he sign with this hometown bruins Will he stay with the Canadians?
1: Um, I just don't want to see. I just don't want to see what it, what what happened with like Adam Fox. Adam Fox. Everybody knew he was going to go to the Rangers, yeah. and it was just like a song and dance, song and dance, song and dance, song and dance. Everything was in the media. All of a sudden, he shows up from uh, in in the Rangers and lights it up, and wins a or Trophy, and it was the same thing as Jimmy Vc. Right? Yeah, but Jimmy Vc didn't really go anywhere. Right, and so it
2: doesn't really. Mean. The thing is, is is I don't like the way the college players get to pick and choose after certain ceremony so many years where they can go. Like, yeah. Why bother drafting them? Why, why yeah. bother drafting if you're going to sit there and go, Well, I don't want, I don't like who I got drafted by, so I'm just going to play out my college uh hockey and then I'm just going to choose who I want to go yeah. to later.
1: Yeah, if imagine that's
2: the if, case. Imagine if, that's if the Kale case,
1: they might did well that. just
2: played it. Out. Yeah. yeah,
1: imagine if Kale McCarran did that. Adam Fox, a very good defenseman. You know, I'm. Just, you know, my ankles are still sore watching that uh, highlight from uh, McCarr the other night against Chicago. So, yeah. just imagine if he would have done that, or any of these other top level college kids. Now, that wasn't against that just anybody. That was that wasn't just against anybody.
2: That was against Kirby Doc, Kirby yeah. Doc, and then Andre Fleury for the yeah. goal. But I mean, think about it. If Owen Power, I truly believe if Owen Power does this with Buffalo, you're going to see the NHL, and the NHLPA at least the nhl look at this and go we got to change this university thing because really what is if, if once they know they can have their pick of who they want to play with why would they care who they get drafted by true it'd be you know, they just say well i'll just play because you know what is it three years as long yeah, as they four. four, yeah as long as they don't sign for four years they're like all right i'm free to go to whoever i want yeah
0: yeah, yeah well But at the same time, no matter who you sign with, you're signing an entry level deal.
2: Yeah, but yeah, but at least you're signing with the team you want to be with.
0: Yeah, you're picking and choosing for your opportunity. And in Jordan Harris's case, um, his his goal, if his goal is to step right into the NHL, if Northeastern loses out and doesn't make the final, the Frozen Four, the Canadians can sign him and let him burn an entire year and let him play in the NHL. That's something that the Bruins can't do because the The Canadians own his rights.
2: LeBron did bring up the fact that the Bruins don't have a really have a spot for him either. No, no, they don't. I I mean, they can make room for him. It's it wouldn't be hard, but they don't really have a spot for him or, or if they do, it'll be like a bottom. Yeah. You know, a if, if the Canadians do but...
1: lose him, though, this is a kid that you can't lose for nothing. Like you're, you've got to get a good draft pick back. You've got to get a good prospect back. Whatever, whatever it is, you need to, you need to have someone that's as NHL ready as the player you're giving up.
2: And I mean, and and money can't be motivation for him because he's going to get the same no matter where he goes. Yeah. Right. So it should. It, uh,
1: more than likely, it's
0: about situation for him. And according to his coach down in Northeastern. Uh, he is a loyal kid and he his goal is to finish out the year win a national title and sign with the canadians so until i hear otherwise that's my expectation i still think gorton has to go down and sell the Habs but i would expect him to sign with Montreal simply because they have the better opportunities for him to play now
2: he'll probably he'll play next year he'll play this year guaranteed. he could guaranteed. yeah guaranteed.
0: All right. Moving on from that, uh, the last game. Oh no, you had a piece of news there, Matt.
1: Yeah. So uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs announced today <laughs> that they acquired um, Hamilton-born defenseman Arbor Jacki from the Kitchener Rangers, and in return, the Rangers received a forward, two second-round draft picks, 2022 and 2025, two third-rounders in 2023 and 2024 and a conditional fourth in 2023. This is quite a haul for a guy that literally walked into the kitchen of Rangers and, you know, put up three points in 59 games, you know, sophomore season put up 17 points in 51. Then all of a sudden he bursts on the scene as this undrafted player right now gets drafted or gets um, picked up by the Canadians organization after a very good camp. And now he's at 17 points in 18 games with a very good fight that's all over hockey fights right now and yeah it was you suspended (laughs) for and uh, um this is kind of a kid that kind of came out of nowhere and now he's uh kind of one of the prospects to watch in the canadians organization so good on him um he's worked very hard for this uh, opportunity now he goes back home plays for the bulldogs and he's going to be playing with uh uh canadians prospect uh jan mishak and um they're going to be looking for uh, for a run for the OHL championship. Matt, you never
2: mentioned Niver Mutter. <laughs> I just said a forward. Ford <laughs> yeah. is the infamous yeah. 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 soon to be drafted. Yeah. Navrin Mutter. Navrin Mutter. Yeah. Is he from Newfoundland? I have no <laughs> idea.
0: Mutter. But if it is, his real name is,
2: his real name is Nathan Mudder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so i i've had uh one of our listeners reach out to me and send me some messages via uh, twitter and telling me how excited he is to see arbor jack i go back to his hometown uh he he knows him uh from the days when him and his son would um, would play on the same team uh he says it's a, he's a great kid he's a quiet spoken person you'd never guess by his play on the ice but He's a quiet spoken uh, young man who's comes from a good family and, and he just works hard. So it's good to see these underdog stories
1: uh, come to come out. And it's nice to see good people be rewarded for hard work. During the preseason, I, I I mentioned like right after the, right after the preseason, we went into the season, they started a little bit slow. And I mentioned a few times that maybe they shouldn't have given so much opportunity to some of these young guys during the preseason And especially with a, uh, with a shortened schedule and really tried to pair their, their uh, NHL roster up. He was one of the guys that I didn't really care that they gave him a little bit extra playing time because he earned it.
2: And then
1: then all of a sudden he gets a a three-year entry level deal out of it. And from a guy that nobody knew about going into this season. And I had to watch a game to figure out how to pronounce his name. (laughs) But I mean, it's, it's, not hard to see how a
0: six foot four, 225 pound physical defenseman could fit into a pro
2: system.: Oh, 100 percent. But this it is that. interesting to see the way he how offensively he turned his game around. from, yeah. like you said, he started with three points to 17. he was more of a stay-at-home defenseman, and then also with Kitchener this year, he became their one of their top scoring defensemen., so bloomer. he's a late bloomer. It's kind of like Sheldon Surrey when he came to Montreal from New Jersey.
0: Sort of. I don't think I mean, we're going to be
2: seeing a big power play bomb.
1: Uh,
2: but. No, I, I just meant the way his offense. He, yeah. he went from a, a defensive defenseman to an offensive defenseman. Yeah.
1: I think this gives, I think we're going to see this guy in AH, the AHL next year turn some heads. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And I want to see how his,
0: his offensive game translates to the pros. Yeah. Uh, he's got the defensive side down. I'm not too concerned with that. He's physical. He's very solid defensively. He's improved on his skating year over year, and I want to see his offensive game as well. If he can, think, if he can get some of that to translate to the pros, then maybe we have an NHLer on our hands.
2: He could be next year, Schuhemann.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Schuhemann hasn't looked
2: bad. Yeah, I'm yeah. impressed with Schuhemann. I like he can stay on the Canadians all year for all I care. I think he's a great. He just plays simple hockey. Plays a game, you don't even know he's out there. You don't even yeah. hear his name. Right. Kind and, of a Josh
0: and, George's type.
2: Yep. Yep. I, I really like him. Like, I think he's a perfect compliment for that team.
0: Uh, yeah. Start trading bo- uh, bodies out and let him stay.
1: Wow. Yeah. I think if, yeah, 100%. I think Sherrod's out, Gulak's out, I would keep Schuneman for the rest of the year. He's, he, he may as well. And at this point, at this point, you don't have very many options anyway.
2: I think you're going to see a very, <laughs> I think you're going to see a very different defensive core next year with the Montreal. Team.
1: Yes, and I
0: think
2: it'll be a, a more mobile one. I don't know if you're going to see anyone that's on the defensive team this year with the team next year.
1: I think Romanov will still be there.
2: Well, okay, except Romanov.
1: Edmonton you're going to see. I think anyway, I don't I even think, know
2: if Edmundson will be there.
1: I think he will be. I think I think the what if right now is going to be Petrie um just based on his play and and just kind of based on some of the comments he's made and everything I just think that this was a, a home run swing for Bergema that looked very very good um the Canadians signed him to a very good valued contract for what he was bringing to the ice and it really hasn't worked out for him since he signed that contract personally
2: I think he's hurt I think he's been playing hurt all year
1: I think. I think so too.
2: I think his hand's still mess, messed up, yeah. but
1: I think I think me. some sort of injury is is, is yeah. definitely. I think he'll languid. be back. I think he'll be back, just because of all that. Yeah. Um, <clears> but we also haven't seen him with as long with 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 Edmondson, who who really, Evanston really allowed him to play to play this more offensive style yeah. instead of having to do it at both ends of the ice so often. Absolutely uh excuse me oh covid cough fuck my life Uh, (laughs) sorry
2: about that um all right now we gotta now we gotta friggin isolate for seven days yeah thanks blaine
0: (laughs) (laughs) no no uh no alarm and coming to get me here yeah um anyway moving on from that uh we'll talk about the pocket
1: hit
2: so long Um, ago that was like three years ago (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that was the last game they played, and we haven't had a show. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Did before we get into the suspension, did you guys think that was a dirty hit, Matt? Yes. Treg,
1: yes.
2: Well, more than fifty percent of the contact was to the head, like about eighty uh, percent.
0: Yeah, I think that had he lowered his shoulder a little bit more and followed through with the hit into pocket shoulder we would not be talking about a dirty
1: hit no and, and again I the league it was head first and there wasn't even a call on the play well no generally well, you don't see it don't generally you don't see a three-game suspension when there wasn't a wasn't a call on the play true the, th- the three-game suspension kind of uh kind of surprised me based on the fact that there wasn't a call on the play i was expecting one but he was
0: suspended in the playoffs last year for a for a similar hit yeah so if it wasn't for that we wouldn't be seeing three games we probably would have seen a fine
1: more than likely yeah yeah
2: Yeah. i uh i was i'm trying to find it here but i kind of made a tweet that i put out about it because uh I just didn't understand. Like, uh, So this is a tweet. I put, okay, so if player safety deems a hit series enough for a hearing, this was before the suspension was handed out, the refs in the game didn't call a penalty. Shouldn't the refs involved have some type of hearing as well? Right? As to why they didn't call this a penalty or why they missed it. NHL refs, why not. Have, they have, NFL, NHL refs have no accountability and that's why they are trash, is what I said. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's just because of the Montreal game. You watch any game across the league and the refereeing in the NHL is so terrible. And so I don't even know how to describe it. There may be two referees where I watch and I enjoy watch them because they call the game from start to finish exactly the way they did at the start, the way they do at the end. Like either they let everything go, which is not a bad thing, right? As long as it goes both ways or, except for the obvious calls, or they call everything, yeah. right? And I find the referees nowadays just, it's almost like they have a game plan going into the game of which team they're going to, it's almost like, I don't want it to be a conspiracy tinfoil hat wearing thing, but it's almost like the refs are geared to help certain teams and not help other You could definitely
1: say that about the Tampa game. Well,
2: yeah, right. I, I would disagree with you, except for the fact
0: that back in 2011, the the head of, of officiating, Colin Campbell, had emails going around uh, telling the referees to call games a certain way, especially the games where his son was playing. So
2: I can't say you're wrong because it's happened. Yeah. I, it's just the way i see it and i'm not like again i'm not just talking about montreal there's been other games i've watched where i'm looking at the referee going why is this guy getting called for being bigger than this guy right this that was the penalty he was just bigger than the other guy yeah and then this guy's getting away with whacking this guy six times in the freaking legs and not getting a penalty whatsoever yeah. uh the Montreal Tampa game was another ridiculously called game. I mean, I know we're getting away from the hit and getting more into refereeing. But first of all, how is the Gallagher goal even called a no goal? Uh, that's because it's Gallagher. But that's that shouldn't be. It shouldn't matter who it is. It should
1: but that's not in the rule matter. Book.
2: It's in the rule book. It's the Gallagher rule. Sixty nine point sixty nine. It, it it doesn't matter. I mean, and then when a uh, uh, Caulfield goes in on a breakaway and he's just getting hacked the whole way into the breakaway. No, no, that was, that was fine. That was fine. Absolutely. I fine. don't. You guys know me. I don't normally argue about refs. I don't normally sit there and 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 try to you know. But things are getting ridiculous, and the referee, You can't even say anything after the game about it. You're not allowed. You get fined if you say yeah. the refereeing was poor. We need to do a better job. Fine right? And I think coaches and teams should be taking more fines. They, it has to be... I mean, if, if Gary Bettman is going to come out in the playoffs and say they have the best officiating in the entire world, right? You know something's up.
1: Yeah. yeah. We'll, look yeah at, well, look at Chris Lee. Right? <laughs> no. Chris, 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 Chris Lee it. famously didn't make that call against um, against when the Canadians were playing um, Vegas. There's pictures all over it of Suzuki getting hit in the face, but I think it was by McNabb. Yeah. And um, yeah. Lee's just sitting there, just, just chilling. And he's actually been in the American hockey league. His second game of the year was just the other day. And then when he, when he, when he officiated the winter classic.
2: But is that because of a bad call in the NHL or.
1: Well, there was so, so yes, yeah, Are so, well, they well, holding
2: him accountable? Like, are I they think, saying-
1: I, I think that, I think for that, it was just based no, on the fact he was that hurt- there was, was he?
2: Yeah,
0: he was doing a rehab stint. He had a knee injury.
1: From going down on all the Knights players? Well, after, they gave him, uh, <laughs> after they gave him a couple wins during From that series? Suzuki or... got hit
2: in the head and Snow hit his knee. And he was oh, like, oh, ah, my knee! <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but, wow.
1: uh,
0: but in general, overall, I can't disagree with Treg. I do find that the officiating in the last few years has started to go downhill in a hurry. Uh, and then you look at the NFL and how they they manage their officials. If an official screws up, they're held accountable publicly. Like they have to make an apology and they have to go through the whole thing. They have to go through courses again. Then they come back to, uh, to, uh, to officiate a game after a certain amount of time and training is completed. And then if they screw up a second time, they're fired. So the accountability that the NFL has – needs to be brought into the NHL. I, I, granted, hockey's a much faster game and you will miss certain plays.
2: And that, and that's fine. It happens. Like you, 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 it happens. I, and, and again, I'm not against a, a referee putting his whistle away and not calling anything. It's whether or not you're calling it fair and square. It's whether yeah. or not you're, you know, and I'm not saying, again, I mean, we get mostly Montreal listeners anyway, so it's not going to matter, but <laughs> non-Montreal listeners... Uh, if they're listening, it's not just Montreal. This is going around. This is all over the league. And if it's not fixed, at least let the players or the coaches say something. At least let them vent their frustrations after the game and say, hey, there's a way to do it. Don't say, hey, those fucking refs are fucking shit, blah, blah, blah. But then say, hey. That's our our job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel the officiating you know, was a bit biased. I don't know why, but I, I don't understand why we got called for these penalties and they didn't cut called for this or why can't you have something like a, a major hit, like the Paquette thing? Why can't they, why they stop the play to see if the player's all right. Why they can't they go over and look at, take a review of the play and go, Oh man, that was a hit to the head. That is a, you know, even yeah. if they did miss it.
1: Yeah. But how and many that, times, but we talk about the speed of the game, but how many times have they made a review on a goal uh in a goaltender interference something like that where it's blatantly obvious and it's happened it happened this year when when um gallagher stuck his badonkadon out and you know that, that and the goal and the goal was um disallowed and again it's, it's the gallagher rule absolutely it shouldn't be that way but we all know I, that I, that's how it is there
2: there's four people on the ice that call a penalty because linesmen can call a penalty especially if they think it could be a major Nobody's seen that. Nobody, nobody, every, all four of them looked at, cause linesmen don't usually call anything. If they don't see the referees do anything, they just go, all right, they're not calling it. We're not, call, we're not saying anything. And they, you, they work as a team. So it's not like they don't want to overshadow or overplay anyone else, but you can't tell me the four of them looked at that play and thought, "Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty fun. That's a pretty good hit. Good job.
0: Well, we're, we're also leaving out the fact that there's a fifth official who's up in the stands. Why can't he be involved in officiating a game <clears throat> he's he's uh, perched up high he sees plays as they come you have a different vantage point so something blatant like that i mean as soon as the play is dead he can just hit the buzzer and then they go to the uh go to the press box or uh to the penalty box and they can talk to him on the headset and he can say hey you guys missed something it this 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 and this and then they
2: can make the call yeah. And then you have Toronto headquarters where they, you know, they're going to be non-biased and uh, not call any goals back or call. They could even review the playing. go, oh, wait a minute. That's a bad fucking hit. You are know?
0: you telling me the people who grew up in and around Toronto have some kind of a bias to a specific <laughs> hockey
2: team? I I'm can't not see saying it. that at all. You're, I you are, you are putting words in my mouth. It's not what I said. That's what I implied but that's not yeah.
0: what I said. <laughs> I just don't see. It's impossible.
2: I, I don't know. I, I just think uh, when you look at the cat hit and with everyone else looks at it, they're like, well, that's a three game suspension. I didn't think he was going to get anything personally. Um, they give, of course, then again, player safety isn't really well known for being, you About know, player safety. Yeah, really. But I mean sometimes you'll see a hit and you're like, holy god, that's like a 12-game expansion. And he gets like a the, the biggest $5. fine we can give is five hundred thousand, <laughs> it's five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and then you look at another hit and you're like, oh, that didn't look too bad. This guy suspended for 72 games and won't get, you know, has to you know move to Alberta for a year. Uh um, whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa.
2: Let's not be so. too harsh. Hey, I'm just saying it's Southern Alberta, not North. 72 Alberta. games is, is enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like they're not consistent at all with how they call things, but anyway, it's no. nothing we can do about it. Obviously it's nothing that coaches and teams can do about, it, but I'm surprised that more owners haven't stepped in and, and said something. Or maybe well, they have, it only takes six owners to make a decision anyway. So yeah. And
0: five of them are Jerry, uh, Jeremy Jacobs. Uh <laughs> But to take a step back from officiating, I think we need to have a beer and relax. Namely, Puck Off ale beer would be an excellent choice. Our sponsors at Boxing Rock would be happy for you to partake in that and relax a little bit. If you got up at the break of dawn and spent all day drinking rink coffee while cheering your team under your hockey blanket... You and your dedicated ways deserve a super refreshing, perfectly normal beer to share with your friends. Puckoff Lagerdale is brewed with hockey and all its characters in mind. Cheers to a great Puckoff, and cheers to you, hockey parents, inspiring coaches, the good referees, and of course, the ever loyal fans. That is Boxing Rock Brewing Company's Puckoff Lagerdale. Uh, For our listeners who live in Nova Scotia and are 19 years of age and older, be sure to tag us in any one of the social media platforms that we are on. We're on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Are we on Discord? I can't remember. OnlyFans. Are we? Yeah, we're definitely on OnlyFans. Uh, (laughs) Matt Smith's there. I Um,
1: I have no idea if we're on
2: Discord.
0: (laughs) but, uh, But tag... Habs unfiltered on any one of those platforms and tell us why you like our show. And you could win your very own 12 box of puck off loggerdale cans. We will send you the receipt so that you can pick up your own at your local NSLC.
2: What if I don't like the show?
0: Then you don't get anything.
2: Screw you. I don't think that's fair. (laughs) Too bad. I'm offended. I have a right not to like something, but still get prizes.
0: I'm a Gen X and I really don't give a shit. I grew up being told I'll give you something to cry about. So
2: if you don't stop that crying, I'll give you something to cry about. And it stopped. Do you remember, you remember those thick leather belts
0: and metal spoons? I do.
2: I had the wooden spoon.
0: Oh no, the, the wooden ones would just break every time they hit me with it so they went to the metal
2: remember riding a bike without a helmet
0: that explains so much going over jumps
2: (laughs) not remembering going over the jump (laughs) what 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 jump
0: uh anyway moving on we'll talk now about the newest Montreal Canadiens hiring the new vice president of Hockey Communications, Chantal Maccabee. So, Matt, what do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I like that great signing. Um, she come, brings, you know, three decades of experience as a sports journalist. Very well liked by her uh, colleagues. She knows everybody. Uh, always a very positive face. Um, Any anytime I've interacted with her on Twitter or anything like that, she's been very kind and, uh, I welcome her to the Canadians organization. I think she's going to do an excellent job.
2: Right. Uh, I think it's great for, her uh, apparently she's not going to have the same job as Paul Wilson.
0: Not the exact uh, one. No.
2: Uh, according to what she says in the uh, journal. Um, but I think it's a step in the right direction on getting women and more powerful, uh, positions in the nhl well, not powerful but more uh um, front office, higher position. positions office positions in there um uh she's going to report to jeff both and france uh is it france is that how you france pronounce which tells me that france belanger has a bigger say in the montreal organization than i thought she was going to have she is the president uh, yes but i thought she was uh more the going to be the event co i thought the hot she was going to be away from more from the hockey stuff and do the other but apparently she's not uh, well she's the president
0: me. of Grup Seash, which is both hockey and eventco. so she's right. essentially the uh, so molson's the president of hockey so she is his boss on the organogram.
2: interesting he even though he's the own boss. owner you can tell say it. he hired yeah. his own boss yeah uh, but I, I think it's a great step. I think she's going to be, and she's a former journalist. Uh, so she's going to uh, uh, come out, and I think she's going to change a lot of things. I mean, maybe we'll see more transparency. Maybe we'll see more, uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, she does say, I don't want to use it, I don't want us to be the enemies anymore. It did not make sense. It will change. It's important for me, but it's important for the Canadians. It's important for uh, Jeff Molson and uh, France Margaret Belanger. So.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I, think, I think
2: that's a big step. I think
0: it's a, it's a, they picked the absolute right person. Yes. You, you go on to uh, you go on to social media and normally it's a very polarizing one or the other. There's always two sides, but then you go yeah. on to Twitter or Instagram or wherever. And I think there wasn't any bad comments. Everybody was, this is a great hire. We love this. Because she's so well respected, she has been in the business for so long uh, and I've had the opportunity to speak to this this person many times over the over the years, and she is polite, she is kind, she is giving she's very very intelligent uh, I think she's doing do an amazing job and more importantly, when she took the position she mentioned on LDS that her goal is to make things more transparent. She's going to be going on air on TSN, RDS, wherever. And she is going to explain the Canadians position. So she'll be more available. The Canadians position will be heard more and players will be more available. So this is going to give fans an opportunity to uh, learn more about certain players. This could turn some of these players into Uh, Some fan favorites, because you'll you get to invest yourself in their lives, you get to learn about them as people, not just as hockey players. And and I think that's really going to sell the hockey aspect of it, especially in a very down year, as we're having now.
2: She was actually uh, asked for about the job on November 30th. So she yeah. really took her time to make sure that uh, I, I'm just going through the journal uh, article. I read it yesterday. And she just wanted to make sure that it was going to be the right position for her. And it was the right time for her to move on from uh, RDS and, uh, and, and go from there. Cause I mean, she was with RDS for what, 20 some odd years. 32.
0: She, from 32, the, first, years, day 30, from the yeah. first day they started. First
2: day Yeah. So you know, and she jokes that she thought she was going to be there as long as uh, um, uh, what's his name, Charles Perot? Um, yeah. yeah, who's been there, uh, Paul Chiron, um, who's been there, he's 86 and he's still still going boxing, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think we got the right person for that position, uh, and then, uh, yeah, now we just have for others to fill and let's hope <laughs> get the right people for that. We'll,
0: we'll talk about that in another show, but to continue on this one, um, I think having her and having the ties that she has within the media or, or community, because she just came from that side of it, I think it'll open up more transparency. Like that's that she mentioned transparency several times as being a goal of hers. So with Gorton now in charge, uh, with her in, in position, it seems that transparency is going to be more uh, available to Canadians fans than it has been in the past. I mean, Gorton in New York wrote that big open letter saying, hey, this is what we're doing. He, he didn't lay out in detail, I'm going to do this, this, and this, but he, he let the fans know that this is our plan. This is how we're going to go about it. This is how long we think it's going to take. Um, we want you to be patient with us. We're going to give you some fun stuff, but we're doing this because of X, Y, Z. And I expect to see something like that after the GM is hired.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think uh, that was the biggest issue with Montreal for the past, even before Bergman, for the past while they weren't transparent enough. No one knew what was going. Everything was hush, hush. It's always been kind of like that though. I mean, with trades and that I can see with injuries, I'm not too big on, I mean, if it's a major injury, like Carrie Price, well, what's going on with Carrie Price? We should know, you know what I mean? Like, okay. But I mean, if it's an injury where you know the guy's going to be back in a week or two, I'm not going to divulge what the injury is because people could try to hurt him again. And uh, you know what I mean? So yeah like That's how's the
0: recovery it. going are they on yeah, time yeah you know yeah. stuff
2: like that but day before it was like oh price like when he first got hurt uh the like canadians got off to that 10 and 0 start or whatever it is and then he first got hurt it was like oh we'll be back in a couple of weeks oh no it's gonna be a couple more weeks oh it's gonna be about two months okay now he's not coming back well i think you kind of do this already why are you not you know what I mean? Like, why is it taking so long to figure this out?
0: I mean, if if they would just said, hey, we expect two weeks, but we're going to reassess after the swelling's down or whatever, we'll give you an update then. I don't think yeah. anyone would have really batted an
2: eye. No. But it was like, two weeks. He's back in two weeks. Don't worry about it. Until he wasn't. Two weeks, weeks go by. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's going to be a little longer. Two more weeks. All right. Well, I think that does it
0: for this episode. Uh, we're going to have quite a bit in our next one. We've got all kinds of stuff uh, planned for the next few episodes. We're going to have some guests. Uh, we're going to get back into the swing of things now that it's the new year and we're, we're all starting to go back to work. Blah, yuck. So uh, any final thoughts, Treg?
2: Uh. <laughs> Keep that's an eye one. on Twitter. I think there's a lot of things that's going to come down in the past next two weeks. I think there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of a lot of things moving in Montreal in the next two weeks.
1: Matt? Just looking forward to this GM search, see who the Canadians are going to bring in, start filling some of these positions, give us something else to talk about, look forward to to uh, know what direction this team's going to go into and right. see if anyone maybe can sur- maybe surfaces that we've never even talked about.
0: I, I think there will be some surprises coming our way. And for myself, I want to just uh, remind or to actually announce to our, our listeners, we now have an active website, www.habsunfiltered.net, And on that website, you'll find all of our sponsors, the uh, the promo codes, your, your percentages off. Uh, you'll find links to where you can listen to our show And there may even be some blog posts. Uh, Matt might get back into writing again. Uh, He has that opportunity now. So keep an eye out for that. There might be some surprises in there, maybe a giveaway or two, like free beer from Boxing Rock. Uh, And I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, You guys have been very patient with us for this week off. Uh, We appreciate that. And we're going to try our best to give you more content, and just have fun with it. So thank you for listening. And remember, if you were talking about it, so are we.